Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another Living in Color episode with Amber and Tamala, where we discuss spirituality, career education, finances, and relationships as Black women and how mental health affects them all. How you doing this morning, sis? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. It's Saturday, which is different for us, but usually I get my momentum Saturday morning to get up, get going, doing things. So before we hopped on here, I worked out, so I'm feeling good. For current events this week, um, we're going to do something different. This is an episode where we just kind of want to be free about it. And so there is nothing that we specifically looked up to discuss. Um, But the hot item of the week is, of course, the ATL battle slash Bessemer Superhighway battle of none other than Jeezy and Guwa. Now, I know my good sis bowed out gracefully. Um, but your girl was in the place ready and willing to just go hard for my boy. Um, just the overall recap for me, Jesus definitely won. And I get that there was beef and he put a hit out on Gucci or whatever y'all are saying in these streets. But let me tell you something. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to stay on a positive note. I think it takes a big person to not only try to squash something that he created. However, I think it also takes a big person to stand on the stage and face someone who you know actively came for you and not shoot them. Now, Gucci came with a a huge entourage. I don't know what access they have to COVID test, but... Um, he bought the whole gang out and I just didn't, it kept making me uneasy. And (laughs) I was just like, why are they there? Why do you have so many people? Is something going to pop off? Like, and I think that was the overall vibe for most of the night when they communicated with one another. It's like, okay, is this going to be, you know, this knockout fight in a second? Or are we really just going to stick to the music? Um, so rounds one and two, you know, could have been better. Guap came out with a diss track and did not know the words to it, and that confused me. Jesus played all there really early. Um, I, you know, that's my like joint top notch number one. And even though I I was up dancing to it then, it would have hit even harder after he squashed the beef and you know, came back with all the hits that he did. Um, If we're going to talk about attire, uh, it was a no for me on both accounts. (laughs) Uh, You know, Jeezy, his outfit was much better than his Funk Fest outfit last year, um, where it was like a sweater, shorts, ensemble with glitter and I don't know anyway you know he sticks with the black which is fine but and and let's be honest Jesus can dress when he wants to but 
it seems that when it goes to his athleisure wear, he's, he's just struggling a little bit. Um, so the jersey was a no for me. The Air Force Ones were a classic. You know, the pants were fine, but I felt like we could have did something else there. Um, and now this graham cracker crust, peanut butter, no jam, corduroy, two-piece, guap decided to wear. I don't know if him and Keisha got together beforehand to discuss what this looked like, but he felt it was a move. He was proud, okay? Um, <laughs> but it was not a mood. However, Keisha's caption for him, and I don't know if you saw it, um, she just basically said, I'm very proud of you. I know what it took out of you to be in that space and to forgive enough to do what you love to do. And for that, I'm proud of you. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. And, you know, their relationship has been true ride or die. Romeo must die type of vibe. And I can appreciate her appreciating his growth. What are your takes from what you saw? Your girl came in almost an hour past the time that it was supposed to start and it hadn't started. So that was red flag number one. Uh, red flag number two was when they both came out in those outfits. And then red flag number three was when he started with this song. I said, mm, I'd rather do something else. So I'm out. <laughs> and that was it for me. Like I didn't, I didn't choose to kind of follow to see who's doing what or how it was going. I did jump back in. I remember, uh, I think my good sis texted me and told me that it had gotten better. So I logged back in for, I gave him a good two minutes and I still just felt uneasy watching it. So I said, yeah, I, I think I'll turn on some Christmas movies and pop me some popcorn. And I had a good old time. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. I think the other thing as far as current events goes is, you know, Giuliani's hair dye sliding down his face on national TV. Um, for the girls who get their hair dyed, we know that this is not a thing. And <laughs> it needs to fire whomever put that rinse in his head and it did not stay because that was a travesty. I I just have no words. I have no words either. I was just, again, you know, compliments to my mom who is on her mean game like none other these days and sending it to me because I laughed and could, until I couldn't laugh anymore because uh, the White House has never seen such a travesty on camera. Fox News, whoever was, uh, whoever had it streaming, it was just, it was just totally hilarious. Um, and, and then also it just kind of fit with the current administration too. Like that's just, that's something that would happen to them. So I, you know, it was just a good laugh. I enjoyed that laugh. I enjoyed laughing at it. And <laughs> yeah, Michelle and Barack would never. 
Never. Never. I don't even think Jill and Joe would even. <laughs> I mean, it was just so Never. Like one of those things where I was just like, oh my God, really? And I was just like, it's, I, I was actually concerned for his health at one point because <laughs> one of the angles that the camera caught him in made it seem as though either he was two seconds away from some type of heart issue or that his blood sugar had spiked so high someone needed to give him an insulin shot. I don't know which one it was. Maybe it was neither, but I was just, was just <laughs> I was also concerned at one point. Like, is he okay? Do they need to bring somebody in to check on him? But, you know. I digress. I think the, I think the, um, I can't remember why he was up there talking, uh, fully, but I do remember something about challenging legislation, still talking about this election. And I was just like, I wish I cannot wait until they uh, are forced to give this up because it is exhausting to keep hearing about an election that has been over. I mean, we almost a month past. You know, so somebody it's like I, I follow Blavity and it's like Joe Biden won for the seventh time, <laughs> you know, like every week, it's like for the eighth time, he didn't won such and such. I think this week it was like Joe Biden won Georgia for the sixth time. And it's just like, listen, I've never seen a sore loser in my life like this this is just asinine at his best um and the fact that he has people around him that continues to just entertain it is just like okay so all y'all just dumb stupid or slow it you know it, it really rings out two really uh key things um that the world really has to tackle uh, or be serious about one mental health. Something's wrong with the man's mental. Uh, there is no way that there's not. And as, that's not me being funny. That's just being real. There are too many things that he has done and said and acted and all of these things that lead to some something is not quite right up there. Um, he needs help. But then the other thing is the power of money. And, um, you know, I feel like that's one of our greatest downfalls is that we've clung to the power of money instead of the power of God. But, you know, I ain't even going to get on that. I'm just going to say, you know, it's, it's just it's everything is literally falling apart in front of our faces and in front, literally <laughs> down their face. <laughs> and you know it's it's so interesting to kind of watch it because I'm definitely tired of hearing it but I think as as a um, researcher as somebody who is just like analytical and thinks about things differently or just I won't even say differently I just say thinks about things a lot um, I always go to deeper meaning I always try to search for deeper meaning in certain things because hearing about election is done for me like <laughs> Why are we still talking about this? Mm-hmm. But oh, we've got how many more days? Mm, let me go we've got let me go to Natasha Rothwell's page. She counts down every day 
Um, <laughs> and, and tells Donnie and asks him and tells Donnie how long he has until it's trash pickup day. So <laughs> let me see. So yes, we're at sixty one because yesterday was sixty two days until trash pickup. So I figured we right at two months out. Yeah. Blessed be Jesus. Blessed be. Um, and I hope, you know, <laughs> Jesus, I hope hmm. when January 20th gets here, it just be like a flood of newness <laughs> comes amongst the world. And I know that's, that's being very op- optimistic, but, um, you know, we go hope for the best. A weight will have been lifted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, this man is literally a weight and a heavy one at that. And whoo, it'll just be a weight that's lifted. So I'm with that, sis. I just, um, you know, I, I, that's why, you know, we, we have to pray for our leaders so that, uh, when they are moving around and taking office that the, uh, glory sits on them. Because if the glory is sitting on them, they're gonna it's gonna sit on us too. So you know, I'm just gonna pray for our president elect. And I don't stop praying for our current president, but I'm gonna be honest, I don't pray for him as much. So you know. Better you than me. <laughs> I'm a work in progress though, but better you than me. Cause I don't just I, you don't come across my prayer list. Um, for naturally amazing this week, I want to shout out none other than our forever president, Barack Obama, and his book coming out. You know, um, I did not make it through Michelle's book. If I listen to it or if I complete it, it's going to have to be on audio. I plan on getting Barack's book as well. Um, because I feel like those are just two national treasures. And when I finally get in my forever home with my built-ins, I want those two books on the shelf. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's amazing, amazing content. Every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, I see why you, I see why you stay, Michelle. Girl. Just make it just need to go change every time. Lovely man. He is. um, He is. He is uh, one of the most swaggiest. Mm. One of the most just articulate. I just. Hey. It's just something about it. All the way around, it's like, wow. Change. But you know, he 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 possesses a quality that few do. Um, his charisma is off the charts, uh, but he never uh, forgets to be humble and always, always, always is someone who uh, remains a student, even at the position of his life that he's in. He continues to be a student of life, and that is, I think, the thing that I take from him every time I hear him speak. Remain a student. Like, don't ever get too high on yourself where you can't learn something, be taught something, 
uh, gain a new skill, whatever it, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I, I just love that about him and Michelle. Michelle too. They, mm-hmm. both, I feel like they both do that well. And it keeps them relevant. It keeps them. I mean, you don't hear people talking about the Bushes like that, and the. Clintons, you don't necessarily hear you don't hear them being talked about that much, but they they stayed in the media for a while, but you know for other reasons. Um, so I, I just think the relevance of uh, Barack and Michelle will be unprecedented because you know not just because they're people of color, but they are people of color. They're black folks, um, and they've they've just mastered this art of being real, being true, being authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. People like to see it. Yes. I started watching People his, love um, his talk with Oprah. And he was like, what have you been doing for fun? And she was like, well, you know, I hadn't been anywhere since March. I went to a dentist appointment and to get a mammogram. And he said, I asked you what you've been doing for fun. I hadn't taken a mammogram before, but I don't think those are fun. And she was like, well, you know, we've been watching movies, having game night. He was like, there you go. See, I knew you had it in you. And I was like, he does it every time. Every time. And then um, he mentioned that him and Michelle had game nights and they actually went bike riding the day before um, and he was like, but you know, Michelle uh, talks about game night because basically she always losing or something, he said. And I was like, it's the <laughs> sarcasm for me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I know had she been there, she would have uh, looked at him like, boy, please. <laughs> yes. yes. And I love that about their dynamic, too. I love mm-hmm. the authenticity of their relationship, um, you know, just in general. Like, you know that they've had to go through hills and valleys and mountains and everything else to weather so many storms. But for them to continue to be authentic towards one another, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see. So I just I'm 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 so happy they are a bright light in my life at this moment in time. I just love their advocacy. I love, you know, their uh, boots on the ground, just doing whatever it need, doing whatever it took to really um, get out there and be the change that they desired to see. And I mean, the man's already been president. So <laughs> literally he could be like, I don't know, I didn't done my part. Right? <laughs> Because your girl will be so, out by the island, secluded, minding my business. My business. Yes. Yes. But I think with this segment, I also want to shout out our students. Um, we are at the end of this crazy fall semester. And I just want to shout out all the students who hung in there under so many nuances and pressures and having to do things not like normal, figuring it out, maybe having things thrown at you faster than you saw coming, Um, you know, the overwhelming feeling of, can I do all this? Some anxiety probably went through the roof. In the midst of all of that, 
we didn't got towards the end of a fall semester during a pandemic. And you guys are absolutely amazing for getting through it, for continuing to get through it if you're still going um, and just wishing everybody well on like finals and finals and all that other stuff. As scholarly people, me and my good sis understand. So we just want to shout you out. Listen, absolutely. Because that assignment I just turned in last night, straight trash. But she better at least give me majority of my points. Because <laughs> that's just where we are. I feel like you are obligated. If you go take out points, take out five to ten, but you better give me majority of my points just for effort that I even turned it in on time. <laughs> it has been a struggle it has been a struggle I can be honest and transparent and say I dropped classes I was I was taking a couple of classes a semester and I dropped them I couldn't I just couldn't do it um so and and I'm happy I did yeah I it turned out to work out for me and for anybody else who had to do that this semester Please don't feel like a failure in any shape, form, or fashion. If you had to do what you had to do, it is what it is, you know? Amen. Um, but for those of you who were able to stick and stay and get that thing done, I'm just so proud. So proud. Same. Thankfulness. Gratefulness. <laughs> so this week... Um, since it is Thanksgiving week, we wanted to just take a moment to talk about what we're thankful for, what we're grateful for. Um, and also, I think a, a space, hold a space for having a conversation of what the holidays are going to look like this year. Um, because I know for me, and I know for Amber too, the holidays are a time that we normally spend with our families. Um, and the reality is, yes, I have my immediate household that will have a Thanksgiving dinner, but it, it's not the same. I won't get to, neither of us will get to spend time with people um, that really are near and dear to us. So when we thought about today's episode we were just like you know what this is the perfect time to kind of do a little bit of reflection um especially inward reflection i apologize if y'all hear the dog barking he does not like people coming near my grass it they can be on the road on the other side but um even i'm thankful for him some days uh <laughs> But yeah, this is just an opportunity for us to kind of reflect and just really share how we feel about the things that have transpired this year and, you know, our hopes for next year, but mostly what we are grateful for um, as far as strength and endurance during this time. Yeah. You know, I will say, um, first and foremost, you know, just having good health, being in good health and being alive is just just number one for me, because there's just been so much happening 
around the world. Um, and there are so many people who will be experiencing holidays without loved ones for the first time that they didn't see coming, you know, and I'm not taking away from anybody who's lost somebody in the past. I don't want to do that, diminish that grief, but there are people that began this year that didn't even know, like had no idea. There weren't any indications that they could potentially lose a loved one. And we have that potential every time we wake up, you know, every year that we go into, that is a potential, but I think under the pandemic, it just, the weight of it is a lot heavier. Um, and to hear of all the mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers, um, grandparents, um, just loved ones who have passed on. It's just, um, it, it, for me, it makes me sit in a seat of gratefulness and thankfulness that I'm in good health and that even if I can't be near my family, my family is in good health and, and you know, are alive and well. Um, so that I would say that's probably the number one thing that I'm thankful for in this season. How about you? I have to agree. I mean, because of this pandemic, we all could have been a number. And that's the scary part. It did not come in lightly. It came in as a force and it took everything in its path with it. And so just like you said, being safe, having my health, um, I have known people that have contracted COVID, but thank the Lord um, they came out on the other side and, you know, I, I think that in itself is just something to be thankful for because like you said, so many people have just lost tons and tons of people. Um, and it's nothing that could have been planned. And like you said, we all know that we have a time, but and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I want to say like the thought process is this is something that didn't have to be this way. And I know it did because it was all in a plan, but it didn't have to be this way. We're not a third world country. Absolutely. You know, we have resources to fight things like this so it doesn't get as out of control as it did. Um, but the fact that, you know, we just had people who were heartless and careless, um, making the decisions just, it's one of those things where I'm just like, people just did not deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. And I, I think you hit something on the head is it was in a plan. And so, you know, it, it, I guess in a way it was going to happen, you know, but um, I think it happening the way it's happened has revealed the soul of a nation and, and it needs a healing. And so I think on that, just on that note, another thing that I'm really grateful for and thankful for is my individual healing that I've received during this time, during this year, um, because it's been, um, uh, it's been neat. It's definitely past time for, um, you know, healing to come in certain areas of my life, but for it to happen during such a tumultuous time is a beautiful thing to me because I have 
been able to um, address, you know, traumas and past things and, you know, current things, <laughs> all things, um, and be able to sit, I can sit with myself in silence and not have to run out the door or find myself being busy. Um, I can, you know, be on my own and not be fearful of my own thoughts. Uh, so there's just so much for me in that respect to be thankful for. And I know, uh, you know, you and I both work and study and, you know, just kind of are involved with a, a field of mental health. And so we understand the importance of it from a, you know, from a very broad perspective. But you and I also understand the importance of it from a very individual perspective, too. So. I just think I'm very thankful that even in the midst of a pandemic and an almost civil war and and literally land burning and won't stop and crazy hurricanes and whatever else has befell us this year because I don't I can't think of a thing that hasn't <laughs> but you know in the midst of all of that just still being able to find some um, individual healing. Uh, for my soul makes me feel like the soul of this nation is is returning to a to a better state. Mm -hmm. I think my second thing that I would be thankful for is clarity. Um, last year, this time, I didn't know my head from my tail, <laughs> and I didn't yeah. I wasn't sure what this year was going to bring. I know that I sat in the space where I was just like, I'm ready for it to come so I can get out of 2019. And Lord, um, again, couldn't have even imagined that all of this would have happened. But what I will say is, it, like Amber, it gave me an opportunity to just be still about a lot of things. Um, and it allowed me to have those difficult conversations with myself, um, you know, make some decisions about some things, but bottom line, gain clarity about what I want for the most part. Now, there are still some gray areas in your girl life that she's trying to figure out, um, but, you know, being a young mother, and I speak on this a lot, but being a young mom, you tend to lose this identity of who you are. And I've worked a very, very, very long time with trying to find the person that I was before I became a mom. And the truth is that person doesn't exist anymore. And she shouldn't because I've grown, I've been through things. But the biggest thing that I can take away from gaining clarity is that I just have to truly start loving myself every day and then the rest will fall into place. And I'm it's an active <laughs> journey that I walk on. Um, I made a pack to myself that every day I wake up, I would choose to be happy. I would choose to find joy in the situation and I wouldn't harp on negative things. Um, and that's been very helpful, but I'm turning 35 this year and 
again, I thought when I was 35, you know, me and my husband would have three and four kids and we would be at a space where we would just be growing our family and being with one another. And that's not where we are because he doesn't exist right now and they don't exist right now. Um, but I'm still here and I have a child that I love dearly, no matter how much I say it, <laughs> he gets on my nerves. Um, I love him and I love the life that I've been able to give him. But, you know, going forward, I'm going to start giving myself a life that I look forward to. And that's not to say that I'm going to neglect my parental duties or my obligations and responsibilities, but I am going to start pouring more into myself because I want to find out who this new person is, how she loves, how she wants to be loved, how she wants to view the world and how she wants the world to view her. And that's going to continue taking time, but I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't have a time to sit still and figure it out. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's really good. I, I feel like, you know, one of the things that I've heard is just the fact that um, we both just had time to sit with ourselves. And I think that's one of one thing that we hopefully all of us have been able to do and all of us have gotten gained some clarity in this year that we didn't have um, before. So I think, I, I, listen, I think we're already off to a good start on things that we're thankful and grateful for. Absolutely. I think the last thing I would say, not the very last thing, but the last thing I'll speak about <laughs> during this recording on just gratefulness and thankfulness is, um, just revelation of the people in my life who really have been planted versus the ones who um, have been, you know, seasonal. Um, and I think this year has just allowed me to really understand that with much more clarity than I ever have before. Um, and and not to say that, you know, even seasonal people aren't people that you, you know, are around or talk to or, you know, are in some type of relationship with, but there's a stark difference between the two of those types of people. And there's nothing like um, the world looking like we it's on its way out <laughs> to, fit, to really see like who's in your corner um, and, and who's, you know, uh, been placed in your life, I think purposefully uh, to be planted. And so I am so grateful for um, certain family members and friends, uh, loved ones, people who have, we all have been weathering this thing. And yet through all of the storms that life has thrown this year, we've still found space for one another to either be there as a listening ear, to be there in a physical way if we needed to, to, um, you know, rid ourselves of ourselves enough to be there for someone else, um, you know, and I just, I want to hold space for that because I know uh, how, it's just been so difficult. I know personally for me this year to, to really kind of get through what has been going on for me personally 
Um, but I had a conversation uh, yesterday with um, a friend of mine and, you know, it reminded me of the fact that you may be going through your own stuff, but you also have been um, present for a lot of other things. So it, it, to, it gave me an opportunity to be grateful for them, but also to take a moment to be grateful for myself in those moments where even if you weren't feeling your best, you still showed up. Um, and so I'm just grateful and thankful for all of my dear friends, including my good sis across this uh, computer screen since we're not in person. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for for the uh, the true friendship and um, love that we that I have with my friends because it's it's really been something that's been a backbone for me uh, during this season. That's really sweet, and because I know all of the context, um, yeah, that's really sweet. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I told you, you're stuck with me. I'm gonna be here. It's a good person to be stuck with. Listen, listen. <laughs> hey, you better tell them. <laughs> um, I think the last thing for me that I would say I'm thankful for or grateful for is just this opportunity that I've seen or I've had to see um, how. God just truly has blessed me and had taken his hand off of me in my journey. Um, I came in this year fighting for a degree that I wasn't even sure that I truly wanted anymore. And then facing this ultimate, ultimate, like life-threatening feeling of taking a test and then coming out on the other side and passing it and now being a space where I'm working, doing what I feel like is a part of my calling to do um, because it comes so natural. And even in the midst, like I was able to buy my first house and so many people were furloughed and so many people were fired. And I know that it had the devil had his way, the little evil spawn that he has walking around in my building that is my <laughs> supervisor, supervisor would have had his way and I could have been in that statistic too. But the entire time he kept his hand on me, my family, my friends, um, and I have not wanted for anything. Yeah. Anything this entire year. There are some things that I desire, but I hadn't wanted, I hadn't needed anything. It has literally been provided time and time again. And it has nothing to do with me and what I can do for myself. And just to yeah, see it, good. just to see it. <laughs> It has been one of the best blessings I could have ever received. So good. That's all I can say on that. So good. Uh, 
as as my grandmama used to say, over and over and over again. He keeps on blessing me. Mm-hmm. It's true. I just had to take a space there. I mean, <laughs> when you think about my, listen, I'm trying not to get churchy, y'all, but I told my mama this last night. I told her, I said, I can't tell you how many times I have gone into that pocketbook of, of hymns and sayings and stuff from of old, times of old, and have pulled them. They are coming out to me like every every time I turn around something one of them is coming back to me but um I had gotten on the phone with her yesterday and the first thing I said to her was when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me my soul <laughs> and she's laughing because she knows exactly where this is coming from but I, I remember Mother Jones which was a, a older mother in the church that I grew up in she would say that out loud and be like, "Which we would just, you please stop. <laughs> Don't take all of that. Um, but now your girl be like, Mother Jones, when I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that is, I'm saying that to say, I'm just so, first of all, just so completely uh, happy and glad to hear you say that. But then also just knowing I'm in the same boat and I, I, I cannot complain. I cannot complain at all. And God is so good. Not because I'm so deserving. It's just that he's so good. Yeah. It has been a year thus far. And we still have a month to go. Now, next month is the best month. Because not only is it Jesus' birthday. But in between (laughs) Your girls have their birthdays as well. So, listen, December is going to be amazing. I'm claiming it. I've taken my vacation. (laughs) You know, it is going to be, you know, hey, and that's another thing. I purposefully didn't take any time during this pandemic because I knew. I was going to need all the time that I wanted to take at the end of the year so I could just relax, relate, release, and start 2021 as positive as I can. And I couldn't do that worrying about an email or what other people got going on or what they need me to do. So your girl is going to spend about two weeks in December working and then she out. <laughs> yeah, all I'm gonna do is echo that. Um, you know, with us both having birthdays in December and you know, this this time of the year is generally just a special time um in general. You have so much going on, um, but you know, it's just a reflective time. It's a time of like just being thankful, grateful coming into another year of life, being excited about what the next year brings. And I just, I just want to, I don't have any want of anything other than to uh, enjoy my authenticity this year, Uh, to come into a space where I am who I am and I make no apologies for it. 
Um, I still continue to better myself each and every day, but I have accepted me whether someone else has has or has not. It's just life changing for your girl. Um, the amount of people pleasing <laughs> that has been on me for years has been finally lifted. So to just be in a place of like, enjoy you, do you, um, be proud of who you are, of who you're becoming, of what you've been able to accomplish through the Lord, because you know, it ain't your girl. But um, <laughs> just just being in that space is just, you know, and, and I, I really, I'm saying this really for the both of us, um, and my good sis can correct me if I'm speaking out of turn, but I just feel like we both have a, um, the capacity to, to, you know, be for other people, what we desire for other people to be for us. Um, but yet, you know, just being in this space where we can just be grateful and thankful for who we are individually outside of anybody else. It's just a beautiful thing, like period. <laughs> Right. No, you're not speaking on the turn. You're speaking on point. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely, um, and it, having that capacity to do that is not for the weak. Let me just say, um, because it 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 can take you out if you aren't careful. If you don't have support around you, um, but I agree. Like. The days are over where I apologize for things that are authentic to me. Now, that's not to say if I cuss you out and I'm wrong, I don't need to apologize. Um, <laughs> if I'm wrong. Um, but also, if I cursed you out, you probably have crossed every boundary and been disrespectful in some kind of way. So at that point, you probably deserve it. But I'm again, I'm still a work in progress. So, yeah, you know, I, I realized, like Amber said, you know, this, the year has just, and I know we keep saying it, but it's been such a crazy year. And then like her, the holidays, this time around the holidays is my favorite time of the year. Um, I I like Thanksgiving because it's a way to gather. But for me, we could probably go from Halloween to Christmas um, or just Christmas and the, the Halloween and Thanksgiving being the background kind of thing um, because I'm a Christmas person. <laughs> but, you know, not being able to see family this year is going to be hard for a lot of people and so if you find yourself in that space where you're feeling like you're alone or um, you don't have anybody, you know, I know Zoom has taken off their um, time limit so people can just have endless hours on Zoom so they can at least see their families. Um, if there's somebody who is willing to have you over and you're comfortable with going um, I'm not saying have a good old fashioned everybody pile up in the house, but like if you have another friend where you can have that time, do that. Um, but try to not be alone <laughs> because it's already hard enough. And 
this is I feel attacked. <laughs> really Go ahead. Start setting the cameras on because I wish you could see my face. Um, <laughs> you know, do something. Don't just sit inside. So let me just jump in here because I feel like my good sis, and she wouldn't be a good sis unless she did come from me and my edges. I feel like she's coming for me because, um, you know, I I am a person who will be unable to be around any family really uh, this holiday season. Um, you know, my my family has taken the seat to be over, you know, I, I'm not even going to say overly cautious, just cautious in general. Um, we have a lot of people susceptible at this point, and um, it is to uh, to them and to me as well. Is not worth the uh, risk of gathering at this time, and so uh, you know we will be doing uh, a Zoom like meeting, which your girl needs to set up pronto. But <laughs> we will be doing that in order to con- connect with one another, but. You know, I have been preparing myself for the last few weeks um, with the reality of, you know, being away from my family uh, for the first time in all my 32 years. I've never been away from my family during Thanksgiving. Really, I have never been away from them throughout any holiday during this time. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Now, New Year's is different. Um, I've been away from them. But, you know, as you get older, you can do that. But <laughs> yes, you um, I'm like Tamala. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is a time where you initially a lot of it to me is like the onset of, you know, family coming together. And a lot of times for us, it just was a way for the family to come together to celebrate something um, meaningful instead of celebrating funerals and home goings because we've just had so many in our family. Um, but I have been, I say preparing myself because I'll never forget in in undergrad, uh, after my uh, uncle uh, passed away, uh, he was the last uncle on my mom's side. I had four uncles, they all passed away. And so I remember uh, in the new semester, because that happened around the holiday time. And I remember my grandmother meeting with the funeral home and originally they had, they wanted to set the funeral for December the 21st. And my grandmother said, absolutely not. We're not going to have a funeral on my princess's birthday because I don't want her remembering that for the rest of her life. Um, thank you, grandmama, for standing up for that. Uh, but we had the funeral the day after. And so there had just been, and, and then one of my great uncles passed like during Thanksgiving time that same year. Uh, Uncle JC, who was a just a pillar for our family. And so it was just so much that would happen around this time. So in that year in undergrad, I had this dream that I woke up on a holiday. And I don't remember if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, but it was just a holiday. And I was the only one sitting at the table. There was nobody there. It was just me. And at the time, I didn't know that was anxiety. I just thought I was just having nightmares or whatever. Um, and so... When initially when I heard this, like, yeah, we're not going to be able to get together. The first thing that came back to my mind was that dream. And it was so vivid. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> this week, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm I'm taking a, I'm taking time to share this with you because I know I'm not the only person out there who, 
you know, has just has certain emotions tied to certain things and, and may feel feel fearful or may feel alone or may feel like you know, things may be seeming to fall apart when in reality they aren't. So I just want you to take space for your feelings, but then also be able to deal with those feelings and put them in the place that they're supposed to be put in. Uh, it's not that people don't care about you. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It's not that, you know, your loved ones are gone. It's just they're what they're further apart from you now than they currently were. Um, and just just take time for that uh, so that you won't get to Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day and feel these overwhelming feelings of sadness. Um, and they still may come and, and have whole space for that, too. But I, I'm saying all that to say my good sis is absolutely right. It doesn't mean don't, don't forget the people that you have in your life who you could reach out to, um, you know, if you need to, um, and be willing to, to go that route if, if you can't be with your family. Um, prayerfully, you have people in your life who care enough about you, concerned enough about you to say, hey, we're not doing this as she just did so eloquently on this podcast. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I just, I you know, holiday time during this year is going to be very different for me uh, for all those reasons that I just spoke about and so many others. But, you know, I have taken time to kind of sort my feelings. And when I need time to myself, I take that time. But I also have had to learn not to be alone. Um, so I'm encouraging everyone to, if you feeling that way, reach out to a friend, another loved one, church member. Um, there's still some volunteer servicing places that are in need of a few people. Um, if, if that brings meaning to you, just all of those ways are avenues for you to just not feel alone this season. And there it is, guys. We are at the end of this podcast. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Please, please, please be safe. Um, I can't stress it enough. We just we just don't know enough still to just be like, okay, we got it. So wear your mask, um, social distance, but of all things, just, you know, take time to be thankful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, happy holidays. Let's just say that we have made it to the holiday season and just find some time to be grateful and thankful. Um, I'll leave you with my little affirmation and that is if it lives inside of you it can't be taken from you hmm. that's good it's gonna be for the both of us guys because i don't have one um <laughs> we'll see you guys next week enjoy bye bye